DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake, Wake that, that ass up. up. The, the Breakfast Club, Club is on. Right. Yeah. I have to live life. I'm talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay, okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good Morning, to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. What up, Toronto? Good morning. Happy Monday, guys. Happy Monday. Today's one of those days where uh, I agree with Andrew Yang when he says we need a four-day work week because I damn sure would love an extra day. Uh, but this weekend was incredible. 20-year yeah. anniversary of Girlfriends. Girlfriends, the show I already loved, debuted mm-hmm. on Netflix uh, this Friday. And it's a show that you knew was amazing, but you just were reminded again how amazing it was. Uh, the NFL started uh, yesterday, even though my team decided to lose on purpose just to pay They started Thursday. Or, NFL season yeah, started start Thursday. Thursday. They, they did start Thursday. They did start Thursday. My team played yesterday, though. And, uh, How'd your team do? How'd your team do? My Cowboys, we lost on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just you lost on purpose. Wanna, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't want to take no attention away from um, just that amazing, amazing, incredible verses we saw last night with Queen Patty LaBelle and Queen Gladys Knight. Drop on a clue bomb for those two queens. Man. Yeah, I was curious to which one you were watching because, you know, they were on at the same time, the Versus, of course, and, and the Cowboys, Cowgirls, whatever you want to call them. And I was curious. I was like, which one, which girls is he watching tonight? Is he is he messing with the football team or, or Patty? First of all, you know, I, I was first curious. Of all, mm-hmm. First of all, the, the, neither one of those women are girls, okay? Those are two mm-hmm. grown-ass women. I think that y'all are very disrespectful when y'all keep calling uh, Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight aunties. Those ain't aunties. Those are big mamas. Okay, like those, those, those are those are grandmas. Okay, that, that that word grand means something. Okay, they earned that. They ain't no aunties. Aunties. Yeah, they, and Dion Warwick came out. Same with them last night. Another big mama. Yes, My yes, sir. yes, sir. Well, I, I enjoyed really... the promo they did before the the, oh, the cooking too. I mean, that was a great versus. It was it that was, was a great versus, man. They, I mean. It was whew. I, I, I mean, I had a great time. It was, it was on last night long. I mean, them women were they, they were telling stories and giving us behind the scenes, and it was just, it was just, it was great. It was great to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never, I didn't turn to the Cowboys Rams game not once. What do you mean? Obviously, I, shut up, shut up. I was fixated. I was really fixated on uh, the versus battle, and I can't really describe in words what what that versus made me feel last night. But I can tell you that whatever that feeling was it's 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 a it's an energy i want my life to always be like just warm unbothered just joy just god mm-hmm. it felt That's good what i felt on yes. my own why did it end this way i love that one I, it was just a, it was just a vibe man it was a vibe uh, it was the, it, it was, was the, the energy vibe. it definitely was all right well uh tamron uh tamron's joining us tamron is joining us today Yes, Tamron Hall. Yeah, Tamron Hall will be joining us today. Yeah, we'll kick it with Tamron Hall. Today also. So what you? Oh, it premieres today. 
Yeah, her new season starts today as well. Okay. So we're going to be kicking it with Tamara Hall. So let's get right into it. Front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Oh, man. Well, let's talk about a police officer who attacked a passenger in the lift. A black person, by the way. And we'll tell you what happened. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, Saturday, the Lakers eliminated the Rockets, 119-96. They won the series 4-1. Now, the Nuggets beat the Clippers on Sunday, 111-98. And tonight, the Heat take on the Celtics, all right? Now, NFL... Yeah, the Clippers are really proving, uh, proving people right when they say that they could possibly be cursed. I don't know how they are on the verge of uh, possibly losing this series now. I don't I don't understand it. Well, it was 3-1. Yeah, it's 2-2. Yeah. Series is tied. No, it's 3-3. They're going to game seven. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was 2-2. All right, now, um, NFL. Seahawks beat the uh, Falcons 38-25. The Ravens beat the Browns 38-6. Bills beat the Jets 27-17. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Panthers 34-30. The Bears beat the, the Lions 27-23. The Packers beat the Vikings 43-34. The Patriots beat the Dolphins 21-11. Washington football team, they beat the Eagles 27-17. The Chargers beat the Bengals 16-13. The Saints beat the Buccaneers 34-23. The Cardinals beat San Francisco 24-20. And how the Rams do? How, how the Rams do in the Cowboys game? I don't remember. Well, the Cowboys lost. They lost. The, 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 Cow, the Cowboys lost on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Just to show respect to uh, Queen Patty Labelle and, and, and Queen Gladys Knight. We didn't want to, you know, take away any headlines from them. So I respect it. Goodness gracious! And then Monday Night Football: the Steelers take on the Giants tonight at seven, and the Titans take on the Broncos at ten. What else we got, Yeezy? Well, a sheriff's deputy in Georgia has been fired. He was captured on video repeatedly punching a black man during a traffic stop. Now, the victim is Roderick Walker. And by the way, he's being held over outstanding warrants. A video of the incident after the stop for a broken taillight has gone viral. So he was just a passenger in the car, by the way. Roderick Walker, he wasn't even the driver of the car. They asked him for his ID. He didn't understand why he should have to show his ID. And that's when the sheriff's deputy then started uh, punching him. And according to the deputy, he told a bystander that Walker bit him. But he did lose consciousness twice, at least during the beating. And there's uh, pictures you can see his face. There's also video of the incident, which is very difficult to listen to. On the video, you can see he's trying to get free. He's wobbly. Uh, and he was arrested on suspicion of obstructing officers and battery, according to jail records. And he's in jail. He's uh, His lawyer's demanding his release on bond and said that they had asked him to review the case. He also accused investigators of improperly talking to his client without an attorney at the jail. Mm, let me guess. The deputy is under investigation, the police officer now. And he's probably gotten paid leave while he's under investigation. Or well, he was fired. Nothing has happened. Oh, he got fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It's amazing. And it is, and there is an ongoing investigation, but yes, he was fired. So now he needs to be charged. Being that he was fired, now he needs to be charged like a, a common everyday person would if they committed a, a heinous violent act like that. They did not identify the deputy yet, but they said he was fired for excessive use of force and a criminal investigation has been turned over to the district attorney. All right. That's good. That was, that was a quick firing. 
are out of surgery after being ambushed in a shooting in Compton. Yeah, this was crazy. Critically injured Saturday night. They are out of surgery. It looks like they are going to be able to recover. Mm -hmm. They said they don't know what the long-term impact is, but they have survived the worst. The deputies are one male and one female. They were ambushed as they were sitting in their vehicle. At a press conference Saturday night, they said the shooting in Compton was done in a cowardly fashion. It happened at 7 p.m. The suspect approached from behind the deputy's vehicle, walked along the passenger side, acted as, acted as if he was walking past the car. That's when he raised a pistol and shot multiple times, hitting both deputies. You know, both of those stories are horrible. The way that man was abused in the lift and those cops being shot, neither one of those uh, situations should happen. The only difference Absolutely. is the man who shot those police officers will definitely be brought up on criminal charges. You saw the president already calling for the death penalty for him. So I, that's, that's all we yes. would want. On, on on the flip side, you know, an officer does something like 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 what happened to that young man in the lift. That officer needs to be charged like a criminal. That's it. Yeah. Well, Donald Trump posted on Twitter: "Animals that must be hit hard if they die. If they die fast, trial death penalty for the killer. Only way to stop this." Mm. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you're mad. Maybe you had a bad morning, bad weekend, whatever it may be. Or maybe you feel blessed. Hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm calling. I'm calling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm calling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. All right, get it off your chest. Can I get it off my chest first? So I just found out that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the mansion in L.A., they airbnb in it, so you can stay in it for a night and kind of live like Will Smith did back then. And it's only $30 a night. How crazy is $30? that? $30? $30 a night. You can stay in the mansion, the same mansion that... uh. The Fresh Prince taped uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But this is my problem. It's sold out already. $30, it's sold out. Of course out. it is. $30 a night? Jeez. Damn it, man. First of all, I, I, I know for a fact that Envy is not reading the other stipulations. There's no way that place is just $30 a night. It is. has got to be more to it. This is celebrating Wait. their 30th anniversary. It's $30 wow, a night. that makes sense. And the money is going to, uh, the, I believe, the Boys and Girls Club or something like that. They're donating all the money, but $30. What's the? How, how long do you get to keep it? Like, do you get to keep it for three days, two days, one night? Exactly. Like, how long do you get to stay in there for thirty dollars a night? Does it matter? Can't be a long person? stay. That's, that's just dope. That's like history. It's only it's, it's one bedroom, one bed, uh, one bed, one private bath. What? Wait. That big ass house? I don't know how they did that. Maybe they only giving you a section of the house. Okay, it said it's a. Um, it was just used as the exterior. Just of course, it was a movie set on the inside, but. But oh. access to what would have been his bedroom and bathroom on the show, along with the poolside lounge and dining room. That's still dope. I would have did it for I can $30. afford that, $30. I would have did that for $30. That would have been dope, but it's sold out already. All right. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela. Yo, it's Snack Man. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Snack Man, our resident comedian. Never heard nope. from you in a long time, Snack Man. Where you been? Working. I'm going to start work at 4 a.m., in the fourth quarter, so um, yeah, okay. So I uh, <laughs> congratulations to everyone involved with the Breakfast Club. You're you know because now Angela, uh, now we have something in common, Boo Boo. What's that? Yeah, yo, like I'm in the Callers Hall of Fame. Uh, we're first ballot alongside the Jerky Boys and Crank Yankers. 
Okay. Oh, God. Is there a joke? Was that, was that the joke? Let me, let me tell one. Snack let me tell man. One joke. Let me get one I'm, joke. Still, I'm still waiting for this lawnmower to crank up. Keep pulling the card. Go. What do you call a Mexican hangover? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I feel like I heard this before. What? What's that? A coronavirus. Thank yep, you. this lawnmower not cranking, man. Ain't no gas in it. He is trash. I, I, think, the, I think the engine gone. He is Might need trash. some oil. I feel like the car just popped when we pulled it just now. He is trash. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ Envy. Hey, hey, Charlamagne. It's Kayla. Hey, hey Queen. Good morning. Hey, Kayla. Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? What's How up, you doing this morning? Oh, that's my son. Say good morning. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's, What's up, up? y'all? What's up, young king? How are you? I'm good. All right. I'm good. <laughs> Ready for school already in the morning, huh? I hear that. Oh, yeah. Well, play around. There you go. But, yeah, I called in to say that I think Charlemagne is fine. He was fine around this time last year, and he's mm. still fine. And I really hope that his wife got some play, and y'all got, like, some type of endorsement or something of me ringing y'all name on the radio, because y'all made me famous. Everybody know me now. Well, thank you, okay, sweetheart. Kayla, you know what I mean? I don't Kayla, trust the judgment Kayla, now, but it's so, you know, it's it's so okay, beautiful, Kayla. Kayla, that you have such great taste. That's you know, not your son true. has such a fine mother who just knows what the beautiful things in life are. That is I don't amazing. trust the judgment now, Kayla, but thank you for calling. Hello, who's this? Hey, yes, this is Manny from Philly. Manny, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, first of all, I just want to thank y'all for, for like all the positive energy. Like, man, it, it gets hard on me sometimes, but I, I listen to y'all every day. And y'all, y'all come up with a lot of things that I, I, I take and I, I, I put it to my everyday life. So I want to thank y'all for that. I actually want to grind Charlemagne off about them uh, cowgirls. No, grind them up. Yeah, grind them up a little bit. Man, what's up? What's up, Charlemagne? Y'all got that green team over there, man. First of all, you should show some respect, okay? Because the respect was shown last night to Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. My Cowboys lost on purpose because we didn't want to take away from the energy of that versus last night. All right? So you should show some respect that we showed respect. Man, also look, man. I just want to shout out to my wife, man. We just we just had our second baby just last you. week. Congratulations, so, brother. So, man, thank you, man. Jelly, man. Yes, yes. Understand that. I know things are tough, but we gonna get through everything, man. We just gotta stick together. We can't let all all the outside negative energy like get to us. But, all right, bro. Well, I want to thank y'all for that, though, man. Thank y'all. Have a good one, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good? This ATM Sim. I had to drop the iPhone because the iPhone wasn't paying me. What's going on? What up, Sam? What's going on? Yo, what's going on? Yo, um, I got two things to get off my chest. I need the general, I need the generational wealth combo. I just hit you on Twitter just now, bro. I gotta get this generational wealth for the seed. I'm doing okay right now. I don't want to blow the bread, so it's kind of hard to get in touch with you and Caesar because you know with the whole COVID thing. But um, whenever you can reach out or you know you got some time for a brother, I need help, bro. You heard? Okay. For fact. And then um, yo, um, my boy um, Mello. He moved to Michigan out of nowhere. Him and his he moved to Mexico? His... Michigan. Oh, oh, Michigan. 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 Him and his girl and his stepson, they just split up out of here. You heard? Guess it was better opportunities down there. So, Mellow, Mellow, shout out from the whole Breakfast Club, man. Have fun down there. Good luck. You heard? I love y'all. I got to go to the gym. Clean the fingers back open. Gang. Okay, Mellow. Okay, iPhone. <laughs> you know, Sim. <laughs> he loves him. 
FYI, too, man, um, the Bel Air Mansion, it's only five nights that it's for $30, Envy. Yeah, October it's only 2nd, five nights October available. 5th, October 8th, 11th, and the 14th. It's a special that they're doing. Only five nights at $30 a night. Well, it's sold available out. Available for groups of two. Well, yeah, it was you only made five it seem like it was available. $30 a night. Exactly. It's only five nights. I just, said was, nights. I just said it sold out. It was $30 a night. That's all I said. Yeah, but you made it seem like you could rent it anytime for $30 a night. I didn't say that. I just said it's $30 a night. I knew it had to be a little out. more to it. They know no, that's thirty dollars a night. I would stay there, but anyway, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, and let's talk about Big Sean, his album, his third album that, that debuted at number one, and we'll tell you some of the things that happened after he released his album. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, Dave East was on a flight headed to, uh, headed from, he was removed from a flight headed to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And this was on Friday, and he wrote on Instagram racism, and he posted a three-minute video of his experience on Delta. He said, F Delta, racist ain't even the word. This Jamaican man defending me, and he don't even know me. He watched the racist harassment. Listen to this. It's called racism. It's okay. I'm gonna get off the plane. I'm gonna get off. Damn, the whole force came. Where the lady that got me off the plane at? She hiding now. All this going on in the news. Black people getting shot every day. Y'all do this on an airplane. We got people on the airplane that I don't even know that's getting up and defending me, bro. He also said Delta Airlines. Y'all need to stop hiring these racist, stupid, ignorant Trump supporters that get nervous when they see a person of color in first class. Bitch, just ask me what I want to drink and keep it pushing. Ish got me hot. Yeah, what, Do we what know happens? what caused that, though? Do we yeah. know what sparked all that off? We don't know. According to Dave East, what he's saying is that a woman got nervous seeing a black man in first class, and he did say a stranger tried to defuse the situation and allow him to fly, but he had to exit the plane. That's when he was greeted by more than six officers from the New York Port Authority waiting on him. I wonder how you could get nervous. I got my first class seat. In, in Delta right now, there's nobody sitting next to you, so why the hell are you so damn nervous? Well, I'm sure Delta will put out uh, the, another side of the story once they see all the bad press that they're getting. I'm sure we'll be seeing that soon. Right. I mean, look, I fly Delta all the time, so I don't know what actually went down, whatever, but I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, boxer Javante Davis. He just admitted that he was wrong for getting violent with his ex-girlfriend back in February. We all saw the video. They were at a celebrity basketball game in Miami, and he was aggressively grabbing her. They have a child together. People were very disturbed by that footage. Well, now Javante was on the Last Damn podcast with Brian Custer, and he said he wished he would have think- done things differently. I've been around my baby mother for like six six years now. So we have a chemistry, right? I love her, like, I love her. And I'm overprotective. So once I said, I heard that she was at that game and I told her, I said, you need to get out of there. And that's my baby mother. I, t- I, I look at her and things like that. Like, I make sure she's good. And uh, again, I love her. So once I, w- I was just mad, and once I seen her, it's not I grabbed her by her neck. I just told her, like, I grabbed her like I should, like you got to you got to get out of here type type thing. Like, and I probably was wrong for doing that. I was wrong for doing that. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how you think uh, Javante Davis sounds, he's admitting he was wrong for doing that, and he's going to mm-hmm. get professional help. Like that's all you can ask for 
a person to do in life, hold himself accountable and go get some healing, hurt people, hurt people. Clearly something is going on with that brother and, and he wants to fix it. And we have to get a place, we have to get to a place where we, we allow people to make mistakes, right. period. Yeah, he did say he has a little anger problem and he's saying he didn't strike her with his fist. He grabbed her shirt, but he said he should not have done that still. I mean, I would All think, right, right but- that a boxer, a boxer would always have like, some type anger of problems. Yeah, because you're kind of like, trained that, to fight. Like, you're yeah. trained to use that anger to win, right? So, yeah. But it doesn't make it right. No, not at all. All right, well, he is going to be fighting next month, by the way. He's set to fight Leo San- Santa Cruz in another championship fight. Big Sean's Detroit 2 has debuted at number one. That's his third number one album. So, congratulations to Big Sean. 103,000 units sold in the U.S. in the first week. That's good. And Big Sean's been around a long time. What's the, what, what, what number album is this for Sean? I'm not sure. Is this four or five? It's got to be about five, fourth or fifth, right? But either way, it's like he's been around a long time. So when you've been around this long and you're still getting number ones, that says a lot about, you know, who you are as an artist. Yeah, this could possibly be his last album on Def Jam and uh, Good Music, right? I believe it is. I have, I have now, he idea. also talks about the song Deep Reference, where he references Kendrick. Listen to this. After what happened in Ipsy, I reached out to Kendrick. It wasn't even no real issues there to begin with. Lack of communication and wrong information from people fueled by the ego is like mixing flames with diesel. Now here's what he said happened. He was on Sway in the morning, and he did say that Kendrick reached out to him. And um, even when he heard the reverend, you know, he hit me and was like, yo, I appreciate you showing that love. I appreciate that love in the verse, man. And you guys really, you and Nip went crazy. Like, y'all gassed on it. So it was good to just get that response from your brother. Because on that record, I just was keeping it open and honest and real. It was not out of disrespect either. It was just out of respect for myself and for the things I learned along the way. People might need to hear that. See, that's good. A misunderstanding and somebody addresses it and then the person reaches out. That's how problems should get resolved, right? That's right. Brothers be brothers, brothers be having to check their egos, man. It just be a bunch of ego 90% of the time. And if you lead with ego, you're going to be beefing and button heads for no reason. But if you lead with your soul, you're going to be like, man, F all that. Life's too short. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 6 Nine's album was number four in the first week with 53,000 equivalent album units earned. Now, they said Billboard had disqualified over 100,000 of his merch bundles, so he thought he was going to have the number one album, but because of that, he's not down to number four. Little Baby is the first artist of 2020 to go double platinum with his Shout album, My Turn. So congratulations to him. He posted My Turn, first and only album to go two times platinum, highest selling and streaming album of 2020. Two times platinum in six and a half months. Lil Baby, you did it. Yeah, I love Lil you Baby. Talk- he's right up there working hard. He's out there giving back. He's out there helping his hood. He's out there pushing. I, I, I really love what Lil Baby's doing. Congratulations yeah, to Lil Baby. With the little baby in QC. Now, E, when you talk about the man who, de- who, who debuted at number four, can those album sales maintain you that level of security? What do you because mean? Because you're not on the road right now, right? So I guess the only way to pay the bills is with the screaming. Can those type of album sales maintain you that level of security? Can you afford that kind of security with those type of numbers? I guess if you're not really going anywhere, you should be okay. Well, you know, he's, <laughs> he's still performing. I know they gave him a, a bunch of millions of dollars to perform on some site that he has coming up in a little bit. But to answer okay. your question, no. If he keeps doing right. those type of numbers, his money, I'm sure, will keep, you know, decreasing. And, and and the security mm-hmm. probably go from 15 to 12 to 10 to 5 to 4 to 1. And that's when it that's when it gets fun. 
Uh. All right. <laughs> well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Unless he made some great investments and he eyed out there. Well, hey, we never know. Can't count another man money. All right. Now we got front page news. When we come back, what are we talking about, Yeezy? Yes, and you know, we have to keep on telling y'all what's going on in the United States as we are getting ready for elections. So we'll tell you what Donald Trump has happening, and we'll give you some updates on Biden as well. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Former Vice President Joe Biden. We have to let people know we're listening that we not only understand their struggle, but they understand the fact they deserve to be treated with dignity. Senator Kamala Harris. Part of the point of freedom is to be free from brutality, from injustice, from racism, and all of its manifestations. But they're not getting a chance now. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have a real plan for police reform. It means creating a national standard on use of force and conditioning federal funds for police departments on adoption of that standard. It's about giving the United States Department of Justice the subpoena power to investigate systemic police misconduct. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to change that. I, I really mean it. I believe with every fiber in my being, we have such an opportunity now to change people's lives for the better. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. NBA quickly, the Lakers eliminated the Rockets 119-96. The Denver Nuggets beat the Clippers 111-98. The series is tied 3-3. All right, now they play, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. Now, NFL, the Seahawks beat the Falcons. Ravens beat the Browns. Bills beat the Jets. Raiders beat the Panthers. Bears beat the Lions. The Packers beat the Vikings. The Patriots beat the Dolphins. Washington football team beat the Eagles. Chargers beat the Bengals. Saints beat the Buccaneers. Cardinals beat uh, uh, San Fran. The Rams destroyed the Cowgirls. And tonight, yeah, Monday Night Football! Pittsburgh take on the Giants and the Titans take on the Rams. And I'm a t I am keep telling y'all over and over because it's the truth. The Cowboys lost on purpose last night because we didn't want to take headlines away from the Gladys Knight, Patty LaBelle versus because they would have won. That's all everybody would have been talking about today, you know? Hmm. All, all right. right. Uh, now let's talk about Michael Bloomberg. He says he's going to spend $100 million in Florida to help Joe Biden. They said that polls are showing a very tight race in Florida. So obviously, you know, that's a key battleground state. It has 29 electoral votes. And Bloomberg had talked about before his candidacy, after his candidacy ended, how he was going to start a new anti-Trump group. Uh, he hadn't done that. And then he... Uh, Apparently, his aides were telling uh, people that he had not yet approved any spending in the presidential race. So now he is going to go ahead and spend that $100 million in Florida in the coming weeks. And I want to encourage everybody to make sure you go out to vote. You know, when it comes to driving change, there's no action as powerful as casting a vote. And Levi's is teaming up with Rock the Vote to help get as many people as possible registered and ready to vote this fall. Whatever values are most important to you, make sure you use that hashtag vote about it on November 3rd. You can text Levi's to 788-683. That's L-E-V-I-S to 788-683. That's how you get those key dates, election reminders, and voters info from, from Rock the Vote. Um, FYI, too, I just want to say that uh, very honorable what Mayor Bloomberg is doing, putting that $100 million in Florida to uh, help Joe Biden win. But Florida going Florida regardless. 
I don't know if that's a good investment. <laughs> okay. He's trying to help. Florida, whatever, whatever we think Florida going, whatever we think Florida should do, they're not going to do. What does what your Uncle Charlotte always tell you? The craziest people in America coming from the Bronx and all of Florida. Okay. Well, Spend Donald that money Trump in Florida, but Florida's still going to Florida. Donald Trump last night was holding an indoor rally at a warehouse outside Vegas, and he has called for the state's governor to open up the state. He said, you have a governor right now who is a political hack. Tell your governor to open up your state, by the way. Open up your state. By the way, I'm confused about this, right? Because I saw him say that about Florida. And then I saw yesterday that Georgia is moving into phase two. Them two places seem wide open. What do you mean phase two? Exactly. I was just in Atlanta. They had like phase nine. What you mean? I didn't know. I I didn't know they were still on phases in any of those states. Every restaurant is open. Every club is open. Like, what do you mean phase two? No, they like phase. Well, I think when they opened, they had to scale back, and then nobody scaled back in Atlanta. Then Atlanta, Atlanta's open, open, like open, open. Like, well, yeah, I ain't crazy. Some... Three days ago, Atlanta phase two coronavirus plan initiated. What was fit? What is what? <laughs> yes. Exactly. The phases are silly because everybody's deciding what's happening in which phase depending on where you live. So well, New York is like, in we're phase in phase four, but we still don't have no indoor dining. You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel bad for New York. New York has nothing. At least Jersey, they get they gave us indoor dining. The, the gym's open. New York, I, I I can't call it. I don't know why. I will I say, know. though, our numbers are way down, but they are going to do indoor true. dining in New York. Yeah, I don't want to start on the 30th of September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And let me congratulate to uh, Naomi Osaka for winning the U.S. Open, all right? She's uh, 22 years old. She's uh, Haitian and Japanese descent, so congratulations to her. I didn't say her. But we're going to do that in rumors. Mm-hmm. All right, like now. Hmm? I said I like the statement that she made too as she was playing, but we'll talk about that. All right. Did any of y'all guys play tennis? I'm just curious. At all? I actually played tennis in Girl, high school. No. You said no? I play, no. I, 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 I love tennis. Like that. I played tennis. Well, we didn't have tennis courts. Do we have tennis courts in Monk's Corner? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe yeah, we no. did. I never played no tennis though. Yeah, my we parents put me in everything. In Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I did baseball, basketball, tennis, swimming, all that. My parents put me in everything. As a matter of fact, when we in. used to go no, on, did you sell on, crack? on vacation. No, I did not yes, sell did. crack. Uh, when I we used to go on vacation in Montserrat, they actually had tennis courts in Montserrat. So that's what I used to do every time when I was little. Okay. Play tennis. All right. Well, that's your front page news. Now, when we come back, Tamron Hall will be joining us. We'll kick it with Tamron Hall, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line right now, Tamron Hall. Welcome and good morning. Thank you. It's my first time on the show. I'm- I know. It sucks we got to do it this way. It sucks that it's on though. Zoom. Yeah. I know. I know. But listen, we've been living like this for six or seven months now. I just don't yes. want to attend any more Zoom birthday parties, but I'm good with a few Zoom interviews. No more Zoom birthday parties. I'm done. Isn't your you birthday gotta... coming up? Yeah. Yes, but I'm not doing anything. I will be 50 <laughs> on September 16th. I'm counting Ooh. it as uh, 49 plus one. And so I can actually have a birthday party. I am not moving forward. 49 plus one until I can actually invite people to come and celebrate me being 50. Qu- and congratulations on, your, congratulations on your Gracie also. I saw you won a Gracie. And a daytime Emmy. Yeah, it, you know, it's crazy. I um, The Gracies uh, aired last week, and 
you know, it's just women in media, and I was just, I felt compelled to dedicate the award to Breonna Taylor um, mm -hmm. and women like her who, unfortunately, in my 30 years of being in the media, our stories still aren't told and very little progress in the way of black women, brown women, and who we are, and I think she represents that. You know, I want to I talk about a few things you just mentioned. First of all, talking about black not cracking, how does 50 feel for you? <laughs> Listen, and I have a one-year-old. It's like wow. in some surreal chamber of life, I think. Wow. And, and you know, I'm dealing with the one-year-old in this COVID because it's, it's crazy. There is, no, you know, it's, I got three, and Charlamagne just ran to hug his kids. It, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, my son, he wasn't walking at the beginning of this. Now he's walking. He's starting to talk. I went online on Amazon last night. I Googled best indoor baby gym activity because he is a boy. He's trying to, like, I got him a, a wonderful hoppy rocking horses. He won't get on it. He dives over it. i like, do you do not play for the Cowboys. You've got to slow down here. But it's <laughs> interesting. I did talk to a, I called a, a doctor, pediatrician, because I was worried about the lack of socialization. You know, when we were kids, we could go out. I grew up in Texas. I could be outside riding my bike, hanging out with my cousins. It's just us in the house and this therapist told me that until the age of three really the most important thing is love and and that that socialization really starts after that clearly once they start going to preschool but under three as long as you're offering them as much space as you have and obviously much as much love as you have they should be okay you should buy them you ain't got no you ain't got you're almost like you should buy them the little ball pit. They have a ball pit at Target, right? Where oh, you put I the balls. Oh, I've that. No, no, no. We've done the ball pit. The ball oh. pit has been crushed, <laughs> destroyed. I'm we sorry. We are on to yeah, the next. The little hoop thing. He has a little basketball. Oh, the little hoop basketball thing. Yeah, but we're now, past the ball. Now, hold on, Tamara. All that money you making, you ain't got no backyard? I have three backyards. But that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, fall back, little man. I got three. Relax. Outdoor pool, indoor pool. Talk your ish. <laughs> but that's not You can't go outside year-round. So I'm trying to prepare for him to stay inside. But, no, he's in swim classes. I just posted on social media because I didn't learn to swim until much later in life. Actually, I learned to swim when I did a piece on NBC on African-Americans and uh, the study on us not swimming and why. I don't know how to is. swim. I just learned. I learned Colin Jones, the I think he's the first black Olympian to medal in the Olympics for swimming. He taught me in London. It was after this black family in Georgia, four members of the family all died in this mm -hmm. awful accident trying to save one another when none of them could swim. So I teamed up with USA Swim, and we did a whole piece on why black people don't swim and it's not because we can't which is that that whole myth that went around for many many years that black people don't swim or we can't swim mm -hmm. and um or that we don't have access to uh public pools and everything so we did that and i learned to swim and so now my son is 16 months and he swims you know what yeah, it's you crazy one of my best friends she doesn't know how to swim either and um, that is one of my goals, right, to learn how to swim. And I keep on saying I have to learn how to do that. I was just talking about okay, that last weekend. In one of my three backyards, I will invite you Woo! over. <laughs> <laughs> but she actually, Woo! she just started taking swimming lessons two months ago because one of her friends, the, her son almost died in yeah. the pool. And so he was in the hospital, and she would, at that inspired her to actually take swimming lessons. And so she just took, she did like a week and now she can swim, you know, enough. Yeah, and then I she mean, wants listen, to keep on. For me, 
for me, it was like this fear of closing in. So when we did the study on why African-American, quote unquote, don't swim, the number one reason was that if you can't do something, you are less likely to put your child in that situation. So a lot mm-hmm. of black parents wouldn't let their kids go to swim class because you think, wait a minute, if it goes wrong, I can't save my own child. That was mm-hmm. one reason. The other reason for black women, the study found, we've been trained to not want to get our hair messed up. That's right. And, that, and so there was this notion of I'm going to go on vacation, but I'm not, I'll get in the pool for a picture, but I'm not going to actually swim. And young black girls were following the patterns that the mom in the house set up, which was, okay, we'll get in the pool, but you're not going to actually swim. It had nothing to do with a lack of access to pools because there are a number of community centers that still offer free classes. It was, I don't want to put my child in danger. And for women, for black women, it was, we didn't want to get our hair wet. That's interesting because my mom can't swim, but my brother can swim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My brother can and swim. And I can. And my, my brother and father could swim. Me and my mom could not. Yeah, that's the same thing in my family. But I learned how to swim the same way. My, I was on vacation with my family, and when we got to the hotel, it was a motel at the time, the kids, two, like, two kids had died earlier that day, and I didn't know how to swim. So as soon as we got back to New York, my parents was like, I'm putting you in the YMCA. You're learning how to swim. And that's the only reason I learned how to swim. And my kids, like you said, learned how to swim since one years old. So they can swim like fish. They're, they're good, all of them. Well, I, I can't wait to come use your pool. Right, come on. Which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? Indoor pool, outdoor pool. For my son, she wears one of those shields. So we got you. All right, we got more with Tamron Hall. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tamron Hall. Charlemagne? You had so much success with the first season, um, you know, the Gracie Award, the Daytime Emmy. Does that put extra pressure on you going into the, the second season? It doesn't because the pressure was starting the show. You know this. I mean, we're in rooms. I'm the only woman walking into rooms of men who run networks trying to convince them that a show backed by me where I would executive produce would work. That's the pressure. And it's not the pressure that you don't think you can do it or you don't know you can do it. It's, again, at 30, or how old was I, 47 years old, I'm trying to convince these people that I have the goods when I had 27 years of a career that proved that. And so that was the pressure, actually getting the right team, getting on, but the awards, I mean, they're extra and phenomenal to have, and, and it's, it's humbling because the night I won the Emmy, I was actually at home. I had just put my son to sleep. I had a glass of wine. I was about to eat a slice of pie, and then someone called me and said, congratulations, you won the Emmy. I'm like, what? I was in my wow. bathroom. My hair was curly. I'm like, wait a minute. I, won. I, I didn't even watch it because I thought there was no chance that I would win, but I don't feel the pressure in that way. No, not at all. Well, I what? just want to say congratulations. Think about yes. where your life was like two years ago, and now here you are with your show going into the second season, also being shown on OWN now every day as well, and your one-year-old, a uh, 16-month-old. So I think that's amazing to see how life can change so quickly. Yeah, life can change. I mean, when I left my last job, you know, I was, I was devastated. I've worked since I was 14 years old. My mother was a single mom at 19, the first dad or the first male figure in my life was my grandfather who had a second grade education, who was a sharecropper. So I was definitely not the kid that people bet on, but you know, you're told your whole life, hard work, hard work, put in the numbers, put in this and it'll pay off. And there I was the first black woman to host the today show. And I was let go and actually told, I couldn't even say goodbye to the audience. I was done. 
And that was devastating because your whole work, especially when you've worked your whole life, your self-worth is associated with the job that you have, what you do for a living. And suddenly, you know, it was a Tuesday night. I went, I prayed, and I braced myself for whatever was going to happen. I said, I actually told a joke. I said, a worst-case scenario I can strip at a club on senior citizen night since I'm on it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. <laughs> My goodness. He valley, baby. I can just go to the Wednesday night strip club night, and then, okay, Cameron Hall is there. Somebody would pay, I'm sure, to see occasionally. So that was the backup plan because I had not. When people ask me about my career, I've been on TV since I was 19. This was the only thing that I was ever going to do, other than maybe a blackjack dealer in Vegas. And I don't even know how to play cards. But I had zero <laughs> backup plan. I am my backup plan. My family is not wealthy. My stepfather who raised me and became uh, my the dad God meant for me to have was in the military. So I was my backup plan. And two years ago, to your point, everything was gone. And everything that I had been told, which was work hard, work smart, I had done and it didn't work out. Well, I, I believe in divine misdirection. So clearly God had a, another plan for you. But, but what does it mean for your shows to be replaying on the own network daily. Oh my gosh, come on. I, I remember, so I met Oprah for the first time. I was 27, she had just launched the OWN magazine and I got this invitation. I was a local news anchor in Chicago. I get an invitation and they're like, okay, Oprah wants you to come to the launch party of the magazine. I'm thinking, she, how does she even know who I am? That's just crazy. Maybe this is someone else's invitation. There's no way. I took my best friend and this is back when they had the little crank cameras. And I said, okay, the minute she comes over, I'm going to jump in the picture, snap the picture, <laughs> we're out the door. Because mm -hmm. I just want a picture. And because uh, I figured, what is she going to tell me? And she'll know who I am. We got to the party. And, it, of course, it, I don't know if you've ever been to anything with Oprah. She does everything so over the top. So there was this spread of food that was beyond anything that my 27-year-old life had ever seen. Shrimp the size of my body. So I stopped to get a plate, as you do at an Oprah event, I'm making a plate and I hear somebody say, Cameron. And I turn around and it's Oprah. I have a piece of shrimp in my mouth. I spit it out and I turn and I'm like, take a picture. You snap the picture, done. <laughs> Years later, I'm like, of course, like everybody else stalking her entire career. Oh my gosh. You know, I wonder if she's watching. And this is a story I've never told to anybody. Right when this show was starting, I was going through some challenges where again, the partners in the show were not uh, being the partners I felt I, I deserved. And I called Oprah for advice. And it was like the true fairy godmother of life came down and she ended up inviting us to interview her on tour when she was doing her wellness tour. And uh, wow. she's just been incredible. You know, a lot of people wonder what she's like behind the scenes. She is the back call. And with this own deal, it's amazing to have the show re-air on her network after, you know, to your point, Charlemagne, divine life and, and the universe. I always say the universe will conspire to make the things that you really want happen. Not the things you think you want. You know, we lie in bed and you pray, God, let this man be the right one or this one or this job. I really want this job. You think it's what you want, but it, the universe will conspire to give you truly what it is exactly that you want. For me, the universe is God. Not the things I That's think right. I want, but I really, really, really want. And I look back now, 27 years ago, I had this awkward encounter with this woman that is Oprah Winfrey. And now all these years later, she had been watching all along. And wow. 
silently rooting for me and so many other women of color in this business, whether it's radio, TV, print. We think that she's not aware. She still looks at ratings. She is so plugged in still and mm -hmm. folks passionate in a way that uh, is indescribable. But no, if my show sucked, it would not be Rihanna on my own. She does no favors. Right. <laughs> it is on her own because <laughs> she believes in traditional daytime talk and she believes that we can talk about anything and that's why the show is on her network. Alright, we got more with Tierman Hall. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tamron Hall. What do you want to accomplish this season? Because this is a tough season. Like you said, this is a COVID coronavirus yeah. season. So what, what's the goal for this season? You know, our goal is to continue to have that conversation. You know, we kept on air um, during COVID from my home. We're now back in the studio. We're back live, just like you and your show. We're trying to make it happen. We're trying to figure out the path ahead. And, you know, we're premiering with this interview with Andrew Gillum. I Lord, explosive. Huh? I'm sorry? That is explosive. Let me tell it you something. Is, I cannot. Incredible. Amazing, because we haven't heard him speak since everything happened. And I know. Spoken. How did that interview happen? Um, you know, they tell you, what is that, my Angelou, uh, for people don't remember what you said. They remember how you treated them. You remember how to make you feel. Leaving, I was leaving uh, the hotel in Atlanta at the Tyler Perry party, and I heard someone speaking behind me, and it turned out to be his wife, RJ. And RJ asked me for a picture. And I was like, great. We took a picture. She got her hair and makeup done by my same hair and makeup team. So we have these little embers of contact, but I didn't know them. The story happened. I saw it trending, and I said, he is going to be my first interview. So I asked someone to reach out on my behalf. I got them on the phone. But the deal is, Charlene, I knew that everyone was trying to talk to him. I wanted her because as a woman, as a spouse, to see my husband laid naked on the floor of a hotel room. He was in his own vomit. There were mm. pills and things. It is shocking. And I thought, she has a story, too. Everyone wants him. So I approached her and talked to her about it. And then we went from there. And she, um, she's incredible. And the story is as awful as you can imagine. But oh, it's also as redemptive, as redemptive as you can imagine. Because what, who or what are we willing to offer grace to? And I think right. he is very candid. He's very open about it. I talked to him about can he return to politics. I talked to him about, you know, the response to the photo, both through the political lens and through the lens of being a black man who... His father was an alcoholic. He grew up with a lot of dysfunction. I believe he's the only, of his seven siblings, he's the only one, he, two were not incarcerated. So he has this history that on the outside, you see this brilliant black politician, and then you dig through the layers of pain that he was dealing with in his life. And this is not to make an excuse for any behavior, because I asked him, what happened there? Why did you, what was your intention when you went to that hotel? And he talks about that. So, Tamron, I heard you say that this is one of the most difficult interviews you've ever done. One of them. Have you ever been in a room with a couple fighting? Now imagine you're in a room <laughs> with a couple where the husband is accused of being mm. in a hotel room with another man, and he's found mm. naked and unconscious. And RJ don't play. RJ and does not does play. Not play. She <laughs> is. She is strong. She is smart. And there were things that she said in the interview that he never heard her say. 
and um, he was there. He asked if he could sit in the room while I interviewed her, and he was crying the entire time. And I know that there are people who will say he is trying to play the victim or all of these things. I think when you watch this interview, you will see and obviously be able to quote-unquote judge for yourself. And I say quote-unquote judge because I think that they are past that. They know they're being judged. He knows it, and she does too. Mm -hmm. But I think we might learn a lot more about ourselves through what he is saying in this interview. Yeah, Andrew is somebody I, I consider a homie still, but I, I do feel, and I'm happy you got the interview, but I, I'm wondering is it too early for him to be speaking? Because I feel like it's still a lot of healing that needs to happen. I can't answer that for him, and, and none of us can. He feels like he wants to get back out there. Um, we have this huge election coming up, and is mm -hmm. his voice to be discredited because of what may or may not have, have happened in that room? And I think he's TV, you know, you all are on TV and radio. Entertainment is addictive, so is political life. Yes. And when you feel it's in your blood and it's your divine journey, he doesn't think of himself as a politician. He thinks he is on the right side of helping people. And he doesn't want to be silenced. And he's yes. not going to be able to get back in that space, Charlemagne, until he talks. Until he talks. That's right. And that's what I said. I, I literally told somebody this week, because when we saw the trailers for the show, I was like, the election is making him itch. He wants to be back out there. He wants to be speaking. So I feel like he might be rushing things a little bit. Here's the deal. Why I, I lean toward believing that he's not rushing because there are things about their marriage that they knew well before us. Right. So while it seems oh, like this is getting juicy, this is this since March. Mm -hmm. This story did not start in that hotel room in March. And RJ Dillon talks about that in the interview. Wow. She talks about how we all think we know their story, their story, and what happened didn't start in March. And she directly answers that question. And he does, too. Wow. 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 One quick question. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ms. Hall. But I feel like black women daytime hosts get compared to Oprah. And I don't know if that's fair because that bar is very, very high. But I don't see white women hosts. No, they don't I, seem I, to I, have that pressure. Well, because they don't have an Oprah. All mm -hmm. talk hosts are compared to Oprah. Everybody okay. is just like every basketball player is compared to Jordan and the rest will be compared to LeBron. I, I think that, you know, my brother jokingly calls me Nopra. And so when people call me Halle Berry, he calls me Halle Scary. He was like, listen, don't do this. <laughs> I think that it keeps you humble. <laughs> right. When I, when I, I think it's natural. I think that, She's the best to ever do it. I'm sure you saw The Last Dance. There will be a documentary at some point in time. Yeah, for sure. And yes, mm -hmm. she's had her failings. She's had her questionable decisions that she made. And we can dissect all of that. But to deny that she's the best to ever do daytime, yep. it, 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 it's impossible. So I don't think it's as much as a comparison as it is are you really comparing someone to Jordan or is he the prototype? Is he the blueprint? And that's mm -hmm. what I think that is. But no, don't, don't please understand when people say, Oh, you're going to be the next Oprah or she's trying to be Oprah. What would I be trying to be? If you're trying to be Oprah, what you're trying to be is simply the best. There you go. Well, congratulations on a new season. Happy early Thanks. birthday. And what would your stripper name have been before you get out of here? Since you said you were trying to think, what oh, would well, you do my, next? You'll be a, 
Well, I can tell you, I used to check into hotel rooms with a name that I guess since I said it once out loud, I could use it. It's, it's DJ Warm Cookies. DJ Warm oh, Cookies. Okay. DJ Warm Cookies to the stage. Okay. Warm Cookies to the stage. <laughs> How many times have you stayed at the Double Tree Hotel? Why is your name Warm Cookies? Wow. <laughs> so many thoughts Why? going on in my head right now. Warm, warm Cookies. Wow. Whoa, where did that come from? It's not exactly warm. But it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that probably feels. It's a nice well, thank you. Thank you so much. And... <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Warm Cook. I mean, Tamron Hall for joining us this All morning. Hi, Warm Cookies. <laughs> we see you in these streets, Warm Cookies. It's the Breakfast Club. Hey, Warm Ass Cookies. That's you, not me. <laughs> A married woman, do not talk to me. That's what. Tamron Hall is the breakfast club. Oh, that's horrible. Whoa! Oh, another rumor. Oh, okay. I like Tamron Hall is married, but DJ Warm Cookies is single. There you go. (laughs) Tell your husband I said peace too, man. He's a good dude. I met him at the Tyler Perry thing. Oh yeah, he loves you too. He's a good man. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Yes, it's can. DJ. You can't see my feet. Envy, first of all, ever since somebody said Envy had nice feet and put him on all those foot pages, he out here clipping his toenails. My, my toes got to be fresh. I got my, I gotta, I gotta, my toes got to stay fresh. Put him on the camera because the toe fetish people want to see. I ain't going to do that. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Andrew Gillum. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right, so you just heard our interview with Tamron Hall, and this Andrew Gillum interview is going to be on the Tamron Hall show today. Mm-hmm. Well, amongst the things that he discussed, uh, Andrew Gillum talked about not recognizing himself when those pictures first came out. The reason why I went to that room is probably no different than how anybody might communicate with someone that they are in a friendship, relationship, whatever. I understand very well what people assume about that. When that photo came out, I didn't recognize the person on the floor. That was not anything more than a person being at their most vulnerable state, unconscious, having given no consent. And someone decided to use a moment where I was literally lying in my own vomit. And he also talked about recovering from the shame of it all. So much of my recovery has been about trying to get over shame. Shame is not that I did bad, but I am bad. Has he recovered from the shame of it all, though? I feel like uh, in a lot of ways, Andrew is rushing his healing process. Uh, I'm going to watch that today. But mm-hmm. I tell you, man, unless you're ready to be 100% honest and living your truth fully, there's no reason to be talking, okay? But I'm going to watch the whole interview first before I come to a conclusion. But I feel like he's rushing his healing process just because it's an election year. Yes. And he wants to be out there, you know, mm-hmm. helping Senator Harris get into the White House. And I think he's, he's, he's doing that at the expense of himself. I don't think that's a good thing. And his family. All right. I don't think that's Well, let's thing. watch that full yeah, interview watch that today. today. It's his first one since that incident. All right, now. Because yeah, he could be being start- totally honest. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so maybe he is. Maybe he's going to be completely honest. We don't know. Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight versus Battle was on yesterday, and it was a true celebration. I loved watching it the was. two of them together. It was great. Now, Dionne Warwick also joined in on the fun. If I go away. Dionne Warwick. Hello, everybody. This is our other I sister. I want to tell y'all, y'all been singing your faces off out here. <laughs> 
I've been loving every second. I really have. It's been wonderful, wonderful. I want you to keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me for sure. All these classic songs, guys. It was so amazing, man. Just they sang some of the songs, the stories. It was it was a great celebration. Shout out to Swizz, shout out to Timberland, great celebration. You wanna yeah, hear and, some and, of that singing? And, yo, stop disrespecting those queens by calling them aunties, okay? That energy they got, that life experience they got, that's all grandma energy. That's your mama's mama. That's big mama, all right? Gladys Knight, Patti LaBelle, Dionne Warwick, those are big mamas. Don't disrespect those queens by calling them aunties. Your 40-year-old ass is auntie, all right? Those, that's, that's big mama right there. And that energy that they gave us last night is exactly how I want my life to be. It was warm. It was joyful. It was unbothered, and you just felt God, it just felt mm -hmm. warm, like a hug, like grits and eggs, like sweet potato pie, like a stewed chicken with gravy. Like, it just felt good. I'll tell you one thing. Patty LaBelle invited me and my family to Thanksgiving dinner, and every year I haven't gone. I, I'm not going to go this year, of course, because of COVID, but if I get another invitation, I'm definitely going. I need to put that on my bucket list. I need the, the kids to be over there and try all, all, all Patty's uh, food and desserts. I'm excited about that. Especially yeah, when you it. saw I, that cook-off they had before mm, this happened. Hmm. Yeah, I got um I got invited to Patty's house yesterday. And um I was telling my wife as we was watching it like we should have went. I definitely did. <laughs> so, certain uh, things like Patty that you certain, certain things like that you got to you got to you got to take advantage yeah. of. You know what I'm saying? That's a living legend. That's an icon, you know what I mean? Like and and we we not going to see too many of those in our lifetime ever again. Mm -mm. Patty should have done her uh collab with Plies. Somebody loves you. She got a collab with Plies? No, he, she said she should have. Stop it, oh. man. You know he ain't got no damn <laughs> type of plies, man. Yo, can you imagine if there was a group? Patty Ply? Patty, <laughs> imagine Patty Plies. That'd be a hell of a group. All right. Trevor Noah was saying that gender reveal parties should not happen until the child is old enough to know their actual gender. Listen to this. These gender reveals have gone too far. 10,000 acres have burned. And it's not even the first time this kind of thing has happened. And aside from all the damage it can cause, celebrating a baby's genitalia is starting to feel very outdated. Like given everything we're learning about gender, gender reveal parties should only happen when the child is old enough to know their actual gender and to pitch in some cash for the fire damage. People were mad about this. I can see why. Uh, Tre Trevor's my man, but I can't tell if he's joking or not with that one. It's, it sounds like it was a joke. I just can't tell, but you never know nowadays because it could have been a joke, but it could have been one of those moments where someone is so woke that they just need some sleep. Like, like I don't, like I don't know. It sounded like a real joke. It sounded like something that was, like, tongue-in-cheek, but it is, it is truth to it. See, I couldn't tell. It's like, that's the problem when you're not in the studio, even though I do like Trevor's show from home, the, the Daily Social Distance show, but... If there's no laughter, I can't tell what's a joke and what's not. So I can't tell if he was really being serious in that moment. What do y'all think? I see what he says, though. Celebrating a baby's genitalia is feeling outdated. 
Is it? Is is it? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, yay, blue, he has a penis, it's a blue. No, but but it's, it's I mean, you want to know, especially for parents, because they're preparing for the baby to come. So usually, if, if, if it's a boy, they do a blue room, or if it's a girl, they do a pink room. Like, that's usually what it's for. It's not the, yes. the fact they're saying, oh, it's a penis or a vagina. It's more like the, the baby's coming into the world. And and that's and blue as boys, anyway. That's just what we do as parents. I, I, I'm I don't not going to say it. Yeah, I don't know who decided the symbolism, but I personally like gender reveals. I, I saw my man, my brother Wax, and his girl Carla, they did they gender reveal mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and they made it an event. I personally like gender yeah, reveals. Now, when that kid is... When that kid is a certain age, you know, if if uh, he decides something else for for himself or she decides something else for herself, cool. But in the meantime, yeah. okay. How long ago that. did these gender reveal parties even start happening? Like, what's the history of that? I don't know. Cause I don't remember I those from that long ago. No, it wasn't when I, when I was having my babies. Definitely not. And I had my last one, what, four years ago? So it definitely wasn't around four years yeah, ago. Yeah, they said it's pretty modern. They said it started in the late 2000s. They said one of the earliest examples was in 2008. Oh, really? That's just another reason to party. You know what I'm saying? You celebrate mm-hmm. being pregnant, and then you have a gender reveal because it's, it's a way to get everybody together. Then you do a baby shower. Mm-hmm. Just getting the most out of until your pregnancy. You That's some, until you start some California wildfires, and then... And how did they start the wildfires? Were they doing all, in fireworks or something? Like, how did... Does anybody know how? I was trying first to figure that all, out. First of all... I need y'all to think for one second. Wildfires in California was happening long before gender reveals. All right? So I don't know why all of a sudden they're blaming this on a gender reveal. All right? Well, the latest one was a gender reveal, the party that started it. That's why. Yeah, but they're making it seem like all wildfires are because of gender reveals. <laughs> no, they <laughs> no, no, they didn't. They said that last one in particular was. And they said that's not the first time that's happened. Well, the way Trevor Noah's pointed just now kind of made it seem like well, stop uh, gender reveals because he's causing wildfires. The truth to the matter is... He made it seem like that a little bit. He did. Smokey the Bear told us a long time ago, only you can prevent forest fires. Man, a gender reveal party also killed a grandmother-to-be. There's all kinds of things going on. What? Yeah, this guy had a um, a detonation of a pipe bomb. It killed a grandmother during a gender reveal reveal party last year in (laughs) Iowa. That's not funny. Why you don't warn Grammy? You got to warn Granny, man. Wait, wait, why did he light a pipe bomb? Like, there's more to this People story. People try to do all kinds of pyro, technical displays, oh, things pi- happening. Come on. Come on. All right. So, yeah, if you're going to do that, let's uh, be safe. <laughs> Lord. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Um, we have to have a discussion about this young lady. Uh, she actually is from the country of Slovenia. Um Scamming is going too far all across the world. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee with the General Insurance. Accidents, violations, no prior insurance, even missed a few payments? Don't worry. The General covers you when others won't, and they accept most cars and drivers. Give them a call at 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey it's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the Day for Monday, September 14th, goes to a woman who is a citizen of Slovenia. Did I pronounce that right, Ye? Slovenia? Uh, yeah, I think it's Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, her name is uh, Julija Adlesic. 
I have no idea if I pronounced that woman's yeah, name right. Yeah, I don't know right if you pronounced that right. <laughs> no, no, no. Please forgive me. I've never seen those combination of letters together before. Now, don't you ever think that all the people who get the credit they deserve for being stupid live in America, mainly Florida? No way. That is never the case. These hee-haws are international, universal. And today's donkey is from another country, but it's a moment to teach. Okay, it's a lesson that we all should know, and it's a simple one. Let's open up our Bibles and turn to 1 Timothy 6, chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Simple concept, okay? It truly is. Money is what makes people make permanent decisions based off temporary feelings, okay? That temporary feeling is the feeling of not being able to pay your bills, not being able to pay your rent, not being able to afford food. Hell, sometimes that temporary feeling is just so you want to stunt on the gram, okay? Folks be having so much money on IG nowadays that you would think wealth inequality was a thing of the past, one reason it seems like there's so much money going around, at least here in America, is because everybody is scamming. Back in July, the FBI reported that it was a spike in fraudulent unemployment insurance claims related to the whole coronavirus, you know, pandemic. Every day you can literally hear another story of someone going to jail for PPP fraud. I read a story this morning, like seven folks from Georgia and South Carolina were charged in a $2.1 million laundering scheme from PPP money. Last week we heard about Josh Bellamy, the former NFL player who was arrested because he allegedly got millions in coronavirus relief funding and spent it all on Dior, Gucci, and casino trips. Somebody out there right now committing PPP fraud, and God told me to tell you that you are going to jail. All that scamming you're doing just to stunt, only person you're stunting for is Satan. Okay, three days ago, a story came out that the feds arrested 57 people since May for PPP fraud. Folks have stolen more than $175 million, <laughs> okay? in PPP scams. The moral of the story is you're going to jail eventually. And that brings me back to the story of this woman whose name I can't pronounce, Julia Adlesic, okay, who decided to lend a helping hand to her boyfriend. See, according to TMZ, her boyfriend created a plan to collect on some insurance money. In fact, they took out five policies totaling more than a million dollars. Now she's 22 years old. I would be lying to you if I said I could tell you exactly what the what the what the hell I was doing at the age of 22. Okay, I don't remember, but what I do know is whatever I was on at 22, I'm not on now. We all make dumb decisions when we were young, but some decisions are just some stupid, stupid decisions that alter your life irreparably forever. Well, this woman chose the latter. She made a decision that would change her world forever, all because she was chasing the bag. All of y'all want to be in your bag, but none of y'all want to be in your Bible. One scripture, for the love of money is the root of all evil, would have kept her from making this mistake. See, Julija decided to take a circular saw and cut off her own hand. <clears throat> and then she filed some sort of disability claim. The insurance policies would have paid her half up front and the rest of the balance in monthly installments. Um, I think you just turned your radio up because you think you heard me, but you're not sure. Did Charlemagne and Uncle Charlotte just say a woman cut off her whole hand for a million-dollar insurance claim? Yes, I said that. Now, I understand, you know, Jaleja was willing to lend a helping hand to her boyfriend. Never anything wrong with lending a helping hand to help another person because in moments like that, you may be the only person who cares enough to help. But when you say lend a hand, I don't think that's meant literally. Okay, now this woman has been sentenced to two years in prison. 
The boyfriend got three years. Sounds to me like they gave them the number of fingers that she lost. And I'm going to tell you something. I have tattoos on my body right now that I regret getting in my 20s. Can you imagine being 40-something years old and looking at where your hand used to be and thinking to yourself that you cut your hand off over a raggedy-ass man that's not even going to be with you anymore for a million dollars? A million dollars that I guarantee you would have blown in months. Do you really think two people who came up with this plan Right? Cutting your hand off. Cutting your hand off is the best plan that you could come up with. Do you really think that those two people would know what to do with a million dollars? Furthermore, why didn't he cut his hand off? Why did it have to, have to be all on her? If they were going to do it, why not do it together? One hand can only reach so far. The boyfriend should have said, take my hand together and we can reach so much further. Here, take my hand. Scamming, ladies and gentlemen, is not honorable. Scamming, lying, cheating. They all go hand in hand. Okay, Julijah, this guy does not love you. He never did. You know how I know? Because he loves money. And a lot of us, instead of loving people and using money, people often love money and use people. And you got used. Please don't think he's going to be there for you when you get out. Because you better believe you can't expect loyalty from people who would do anything for money. And you certainly did anything for money. Please. Let Remy Ma give Julija Adlisek the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. My God. All right. All right, well, thank you for now, that donkey today. But let's, let's, let's ask the question. What's let's the question? Let's ask the question. 800-585-1051. If you were guaranteed a million dollars, would you cut your hand off? Oh, Lord nope. have mercy. Obviously, this lady was down for it. But would you do it? For a man. For a raggedy-ass man. That man convinced her to do that. Lord have mercy. 800. I can tell you no right now. No thought about it. 585-1051. Call us up. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to who? Um, this woman whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, her name is like Julita something, but she's from mm -hmm. what's that place called? Yee, Slovenia. 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 And her name is uh Julija Adlesic. Uh, moral of the story is she cut her goddamn hand off uh because she and her boyfriend concocted some stupid ass scam that had to do with insurance policies and disability claims so she cut her hand off to get that million dollars all right so we're asking 800-585-1051 would you cut off your hand for a million dollars that is the question <laughs> uh i mean it's not even a question for me no way it's not gonna happen not gonna go not gonna do it nope not gonna happen you guys yeah, definitely not. Absolutely not. First of all, money is not important enough to me for me to cut off a body part. That's ridiculous. Word. Yeah, it's a hard no for me. Um, hard no with a period. I'm not cutting off something God blessed me with for some damn money. It's people out there who weren't born with fully formed hands, people out there who lost hands in accidents, who would love mm -hmm. the opportunity to have their hand back. Hell, they would give a million dollars to actually get a hand. So, no, because money comes and goes, but hands don't. Your hands are literally used every day of your life. And if you're willing to cut your hand off for a million dollars, then you are truly one of the most disloyal people of all time because you can't expect loyalty from people who would 
do anything for money. And if a person would cut their hand off for money, imagine what they would do to you. No, no, no. I'm good. All right. Well, let's open up the phone line. Let's see what the people say. Hello. Who's this? It's Michael. Michael, what's up, brother? Where you calling from? I'm calling from Queens, Hollis. Hollis, Queens. All right. Where in Hollis, Queens, man? You're in Jamaica Ave. Oh, okay. So you're by Pierce 34 over there. There you go. Okay, all right. So we're asking for a million dollars. Would you cut your hand off, bro? The answer is hell no. I would never do that. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Smart man. Because first of all, first of all, a million dollars not even enough money. I mean, that should really for... be no price. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Let's what's, say for so how much is enough money? Would you do it yeah. for? Would you do it for ten million? No, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't care how much money you want from me up front. I'm not going to do it because I need both hands. Okay. Like, you can't even. Because you said need, it wasn't enough. I'm like, what's enough? I mean, I right, I take that back. So then, no, there is no price. Like, I need to go okay, to the right. in the day with, with both hands. I can't even make it rain in a club with ten million dollars with just one hand. Well, and your name I'm is sure Michael. You make it if you had sure if you had one hand, you'd have to wear a sparkly glove all the time and go hee hee. Nah, that's not enough. <laughs> uh, thank you, you buy another hand. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning, Jeremiah from California. All right, brother, would you cut your hand off for a million dollars? Yes, sir. Lord have what? mercy. <laughs> What's wrong with life, bro? My life's so, so you hard. You cut your hand you, off for a mill? Well, yeah, but you you gotta think about it. You cut it off. You, you got the bread. Depending on how fast you get it situated, you can use that mill to get that arm. Put, I mean, that hand put back on. You probably spend a million getting a new hand. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> no, but the surgery, all that, you can get that put back on. I'm sure. You mean like oh reattached? Oh my goodness! Yeah. I'm sure it won't. It won't work. Okay, oh, hold on. Work. I'm about to look this up. <laughs> surgery reattachment price. For a hand, let's see how much this costs. Cause he, you already bad with your money. Okay, uh, how, how much, much does cost? hand finger tendon repair cost? It ranges from thirty. Oh, that's not bad. It ranges from thirty six hundred dollars to ninety one hundred dollars. So ten thousand. Yeah, but your hand don't work the same. It can't work the same. See, that's what I'm saying. You could get a time though. You got to put your hand in the freezer, and you got to go ahead and rush to the hospital. Tell me. You watch so much TV, bro. Hey, leave me alone, man. <laughs> Come you know on. what? I'm Listen, not even going to say leave If you would let your hand get cut off for a million dollars, there's a lot of things you would do. Some strange things for some change. Yeah, yeah you might as well just suck a <laughs> What? Oh, Yo, you, you might as well just give up some booty. Would you do oh, that man. for a million dollars, sir? No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Now, now think, look so look how homophobic people are. Exactly. Can <laughs> you cut your hand <laughs> off? All right, okay, okay, okay. Let's hold. Let's uh, let's keep it in the hand. Would you give another man a hand for a million dollars? Negative. Yo, that isn't the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. You'll cut your own hand off. You'll cut your hand off. Not give a man a hand for a million? No, because your hand, you can get your hand back. Once you give a man a hand, you can't pick that. I can't. I can't. I know what he would do. I know what he would do. Now, don't hang up on him yet. Have you hung up on him? He's still there? Yeah. Hey, he's still there. I think that you would give a man a hand for a million dollars, but then for an additional million, you would cut that hand off. Get rid of that little. You would get rid of that little homophobic hand, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, still wouldn't do it. You, I don't you crazy? Yeah, you crazy. Then, I think so. Would, would you do it to release water for the fire festival? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Thank you, thank you, sir. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Would you cut your hand off for a million dollars? That is the question. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. 
and your opinions to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to who, Charlemagne? Uh, this woman from this country I can't <laughs> pronounce, and I can't pronounce her name. She's from Slovenia. I think that's what it's called. And her name is uh, Julita. There you go. Slovenia. And her name is um, Ju- Ju- Julita. I don't freaking know. The more, bottom line is she cut her goddamn hand off because she had five insurance policies her and her boyfriend took out, and it was for a million dollars. So she cut her hand off to get a disability claim, and uh, now she's in prison, her and her boyfriend. All right. So we're asking 800-585-1051, would you cut off your hand for a million dollars? Hello, who's this? Yes. Hey, what's Hi. your name, Mama? Okay. First of all, how old are you? <laughs> Do I have to answer that? Yes, I need to know. She's you of sound age. young. She's, she's of age. No, she's of age. You can hear it in her voice. I am definitely first, of age. Yeah, at first you sounded would, a little young, but good morning. Would, good morning. Would you cut off your arm, your hand, for a million dollars, Mama? No, I would not. Thank you. Oof. All right. Thank, thank you so much. You, 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 gotta, you have a reasoning? Because it's my hand. I'm not giving up my hand or any other part of my body for any amount of money. Thank there you, you very go. Much. I'm just trying to get some uh, uh, faith restored in humanity this morning because I'm that, that last caller confused the hell out of me. I'm All dead. right. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Andrew. Andrew. Yep. Andrew. Right. I know he how this definitely would. Andrew. I know. I know. Now, Andrew, would you cut off your your uh, your hand for a million dollars, bro? I'm not cutting my hand off, man. It's deeper than that, man. It's like. You can see now that the world is all messed up. Why did she cut it off? Why he? Why would he even ask her? Man, we lost. Man, we lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I feel bad because I prejudged you, man. I heard, I heard some like real distinct <laughs> tones in your voice, and I thought that you was just about to <laughs> tell us you was gonna get rid of your hand for a million. So you may, I'm sorry for judging her, brother. Yeah, I thought so too. Man, I ain't gonna front, man. Your hand, you can make a million dollars with your hand. It's a gig economy, man. You can make a million dollars with your hands nowadays easily. And yeah. okay. at 22, she's 22, right? So in 20 years, she could have made millions of dollars. You know, her whole you hand. You could also type at your toes. Whole hand. You know, I, I wouldn't even cut my mustache off for a million. No. Well, how did they know? Get people what do you mean? Okay, come on now. Come you on now. You cut your mustache off for a million dollars? You sound crazy. And but see, listen, I, I've I've done. I done had money. Oh I done been broke. It's not even about money no more. It's about morals. We gotta bring that back. We lost that. So morally, now I'm you, know you right cut now. up your mustache for I'm a million dollars. Million, bro. Me too. They got a list somewhere where they already wrote out everything they was gonna buy with that million dollars. She probably got a diamond studded hand. Now yeah. we got it. We got to. We got to go back. We need to go back. A mil- the mustache can go for a million, brother. It's out of here. Now come on now. A million for a mustache. Mustache can go. It's not a body part. Maybe. You can grow that back, bro. Yeah. A mustache. You are ridiculous yeah, for that one. You ain't I don't think know. that one through. You ain't think that yeah, one through. Mustache, no mustache, man. Can't trust you that much. What? That's what? a poor decision if you don't want to cut your mustache off. Yeah, I can't. For a million dollars. No, I'm, yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe your mustache can go with a hand. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, all right. Look where we are, y'all. That's the question. I get, I, How do we get, I get exactly what you're saying, but you sound a little too woke. You need to get some sleep, too, because hand and a mustache is two totally different things. <laughs> two totally different things. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have a good one. Would you shave your man. legs for a million dollars? Would you shave your leg for a million? Would you go, would you would you wax your ass? 
<laughs> Why does everything come back to butts and penises? Yeah, I don't know where you, that bro. came from. Like, where did that come from, man? What now, you act like I said, would you let me wax your ass for a million? I ain't say nothing like that. We didn't say nothing like that either. What is it? What's wrong with your fantasy? Yeah, you didn't come out of nowhere. What you do, ain't no. Nobody said anything. Would you, would Yo, you let me wax your way, ass for a million? Yo, by the way, on Lovecraft Country last night, my God. I don't want to give it away from nobody that didn't see it. I watched it after the Patty Gladys battle. Man, speaking of... You had a great weekend, huh? You had a great weekend. First of all, Lovecraft Country is an amazing show, by the way. But Jesus Christ, last night was a bit much. All right, well, what's the moral to the story, guys, if there is a moral? The moral of the story is money is the root of all evil, period. And that's just the truth to the matter. That's it. However, you should go ahead and shave your mustache for a million dollars. Yes, that and Charlemagne will wax your ass for a million. <laughs> do it for free. <laughs> you do it for free. <laughs> now we got rumors on I'm the way. Even, I'm, not even, I'm not even paying this. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, let's talk about Netflix. There's a lot going on with Netflix, a lot of conflicting things happening. So we'll talk about people who are leaving shows, people who are getting shows picked up, people who are boycotting shows, all about Netflix. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, tonight is season 29 premiere of Dancing with the Stars. There's some different things happening. You know, Tyra Banks is hosting. Now, they've also revealed what everybody's going to be dancing to. Nelly's going to be doing the salsa, and he'll be dancing to Ride With Me by Nelly. Okay. Steve Schumann that, will be doing the Fox Is that a, sal- that's the not a salsa tonight. record? They probably I guess did you it can over. salsa to anything. No, I think they did it over. Uh, you know how they Charles, do the record over sometimes? Mm. Charles Oakley will also be doing the salsa to In the Club by 50 Cent. Sky Jackson, young Sky Jackson, will be doing the tango to Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. Jeannie Mai will also be salsaing to Tell It to My Heart by Taylor Dane. Vernon Davis will be doing the Foxtrot to All of Me by John Legend. Carol Baskin, as you know, is going to be doing Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> And you know her from Tiger King. So this should be pretty interesting tonight. I Jenny, think I'm going to watch Jenny, this. I, I, I like the video that Jenny Ma and uh, Jeezy put out yesterday. That was not dancing. Jeezy in that video. That wasn't a Jeezy. That was Jeannie Ma. But not, where did you get Jeezy from? Natina told me that. Natina said this is a video of Jeezy and Jeannie Ma dancing. So you didn't even look at it. No, I just saw. He just got I paid no attention. It. He said, I like the video. Didn't even say that wasn't no Jeezy in it. I seen her no. dancing. Oh, I see. I liked it because I thought I was like, damn, I like to see Jeezy showing a different side of him. So <laughs> that was crazy. That. <laughs> All right. Now, Nick Cannon is saying that he wants to sit down with Eminem. He was on Fat Joe's Instagram Live, and here's what he said. You know, one day, hopefully, do not get an opportunity to sit down because, like I said, I do respect his ability. But if you we know speak what, to- I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm not asking like I speak to Eminem or you every day. <laughs> Fat Joe's going to try to be the mediator. Be the big man of this and try to get y'all together. That's hey, if you can do it, That's man. I've been trying to get, I, I've talked to Roy's. We're trying to really get it popping because I think at the end, two men need to have that conversation. Nick Cannon don't want to be having no issues with nobody nowadays. <laughs> nah, he wants to squash everything. And I'm cool. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I, I like that energy. But, like, are, is that, do they, did they have something that serious that they needed to do that? Nick Cannon and Eminem? Maybe I missed it. I don't know. It's over Mariah. Remember all the back and forth that they have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yo, I hate Charlamagne. By the way, the guy in the video with Jeannie Ma is wearing a hood. You could obviously see that the guy's hands are white. But that's not no damn cheese. I did not know he had white hands. 
I didn't even know what it at all. You don't even look like his body type doesn't even look like he's Jeezy. Little Duval put on the, the on the post. Little Duval put on the post. I see you, Jeezy. That's probably why he thought it was Jeezy. That don't look like oh, no yeah, damn Jeezy. Oh yeah, it was Jesus. Duval. It wasn't. I'm sorry, it wasn't the Tina. Duval told me that. Duval did say that. I think this Joey Natina sent to you. Like, <laughs> check out Jeezy and Jeannie Mai doing check the Fox Yeah, it was Duval. No, 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 no. Duval did say that. It was Duval. You're right. I'm sorry, Natina. You did not watch it. <laughs> All right, Netflix is Dear White People actor Jeremy Tardy is leaving the show. Uh, he played Rashid uh, Bakir in 11 episodes of the series, and he said he was discriminated against during pay negotiations. Now he announced on Twitter, he said, unfortunately, I will not be joining Netflix's Dear White People for its fourth and final season due to my experience with Lionsgate and their practices of racial discrimination after being offered to return for several episodes. My team was notified that our counter offer would not be considered and that the initial offer was the best final. This news was disturbing because one of my white colleagues, being a true ally, revealed that they too had received the same initial offer and had successfully renegotiated a counter offer. That's crazy, right? And they said, with this information, six recurring cast members banded together and they passed on the initial offer. So they wanted to move as a unit to have more power within that. Mm-hmm. Did they get it? He didn't. I guess so not, huh? Even the show. Yeah. yeah. Damn. And that's through Lionsgate, by the way. I know it's on Netflix, but Lionsgate produces the show. So this is an issue that they have with Lionsgate. Now, in the meantime, Netflix has defended that movie Cuties, Right, there's been a lot of backlash over the sexualized portrayal of children in that drama. But what they are saying now, according to Netflix, they're saying it's a social commentary against the sexualization of young children, according to a Netflix spokesperson. It's an award-winning film and a powerful story about the pressure young girls face on social media and from society more generally growing up. And we'd encourage anyone who cares about these important issues to watch the movie. So a lot of people had issues with it, but hadn't even seen it yet. Yeah, every time I would post about girlfriends this weekend, it would be people in my mention saying, oh, you still watching Netflix? We need to cancel Netflix because of this show called Cuties. So I'm like, you want to cancel the whole goddamn subscription service because one because sh- of one show? Don't focus on getting the one. I, I don't, I don't focus on getting the one show canceled. Fo- get rid of the whole screaming service. So you want to get rid of all of the content like Central Park 5, 13th, girlfriends, yeah. all of these things you can actually learn from that depict the black experience in a great way. You want to get rid of the whole screaming service because you're against one show. Y'all are ridiculous. Now, a uh, contributor for The New Yorker, Richard Brody, wrote of the movie that Netflix did itself a disservice with the misleading marketing, and that's why this campaign is against it. And he said the subject of cuties isn't twerking, it's children, especially poor and non-white children who are deprived of the resources, the education, the emotional support, the open family discussion to put sexualized media and pop culture into perspective. And he says the story is a girl's outrage at and defiance of a patriarchal order. So well, I need to start more to it. Sometimes you got to watch something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my daughter loves those kind of shows. She loves Dance Mom, and you know, cause yeah, she, my daughter she's a competitive, too. She's a competitive cheerleader, so she watches all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. All right, now Halle Berry's MMA film Bruised is reportedly getting picked up by Netflix, and it's a twenty million dollar deal. She said, "Thank you, Netflix. Excited to go on the journey with you." And according to uh, what the movie's about, it's a washed-up MMA fighter struggling for redemption as both an athlete and a mother. Jackie Justice has been working multiple jobs and barely scraping by ever since losing an important match years ago. So that's who Halle Berry plays. And I think she said she, like, broke two ribs while filming. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see All that. right, John Wall has apologized on Twitter, and that's after a video of him partying in New York surfaces, and he's throwing up gang signs. 
they said that what, he's also holding up a red bandana signifying the bloods. He said, first and foremost, I want to apologize to my family, my teammates, and all of those that have always supported me. I made a mistake, something I regret. I will continue to work hard to be better on the court and more importantly, off the court. Now, some people were saying just be who you are. Other people were saying good that he apologized because kids are watching. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. I just want to say real quick, too. I've I've watched this video like four or five times. Y'all, you can't determine if this is Jeezy or not. That's not Jeezy. Shut up, man. That is not Jeezy. I'm just throwing that out there. You shut up, man. Yo, snowman, do your thing, King. Stop it. All right. When we come back to People's Choice Mix, shout the revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Today is Nas's birthday, so let's start the mix off with some Nas. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We want to pay your bills. Win $1,000 towards your expenses. Thanks to our partner, The General. Get a lot for a little at The General Insurance. For coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Visit TheGeneral.com today. Go to BreakfastClubOnline.com to enter and get rules. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, shout to Tamron Hall for joining us again. Yes, I'm definitely watching um, Andrew Gillum on Tamron Hall show today. What time does Tamron Hall come on? I know it's different in different cities. It comes on in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't know what time it comes on, but I guess you can just check your local listings. But I'm definitely watching that today. Yes, and it also replays on OWN. Let's not forget that. So that's something new she has happening this season, too. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. I posted this uh, yesterday morning, and I really do stand by it. Be so confident about God's plan that you don't even get upset anymore when things don't go your way. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?